Johan has a question. Do you see an increase in recreational rebreathers? I absolutely do. Um, and we're already seeing an increase. Our, the, the problem is whether or not we can deliver the number of people that would love to have a rebreather. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's supply and demand type of a situation yeah. that we can actually only deliver so many pieces until we get into a higher uh, production, if you will. And, um, and so, yes, I absolutely see rebreathers as becoming uh, a bigger thing. Where do I see it? Not necessarily in CCR, I see it more in SCR. And the reason I think SCR is because SCR works well in all resort markets. Mm -hmm. For the example would be is that the horizon only needs nitrox. You don't need any uh, pure O2 uh, as your back gas. And so at the end of the day, having a system that only needs nitrox makes it convenient for any resort that they want to go to. It's always been about logistics before. And then as far as the scrubber is concerned, that's easy for the resorts to pick up yeah. and or for the, the, the person to bring with them. So, you know, I see this evolving into um, more and more people getting involved. And guess what? the dive boats may limit the amount of time a person can spend underwater. So the example could be that you take your rebreather out and you use the same cylinder of gas for both dives at your own for the day. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to switch out every time you, you, you go in the water simply because of the way that the system is set up. So for me, it's not about I want to go in the water and stay for four hours because I don't want to turn into a prune either. But at the end of the day, understand that this is what's going to evolve over time. And it's also got to evolve with the with the resorts like Biggs. It's on the the, the uh, call with from the Philippines. It's got to evolve with the resorts as well, because they've got other passengers on the boat that are using open circuit systems. So we got to be uh, uh, thoughtful of those people as well. Agree. Um, then I have another question from Gary and, and Ellis. Do you think we should develop the scuba ranger program further? Um, these are the, of the future of our industry. What do you think about scuba rangers? Because I know we have some good work. Well, similar. obviously, Gary and Ellis, I started at 10 years old, and so I'm a big believer in the children. Uh, children are our future divers. Uh, that's the reason we develop swim is because it's a it's just an absolute easy step from swim right into scuba rangers and scuba rangers right into open water diver. Um, when we were as an industry, um, if you will, called junior diver from 12 to 15 years old, and we moved that age down to 10 years old, I was super excited because I've got young, young grandkids and obviously granddaddy wants to put them in the water as quickly as I possibly can. Is scuba rangers going to be redeveloped? The answer is yes. And it will be in a digital platform. Um, probably it would have already been closer to being that digital platform had we not had the slowdown that we've had. Um, but you will see scuba rangers evolve. We may do a quote unquote name change to the program simply because of what Karina said earlier. We want to engage the uh, generation, if you will, of kids today. And scuba ranger may not be the right term to engage those kids. It may be too playful or too cartoonish, if you will, in their brain. And so what we want to do is look at that as well. So you may see a name change, but will the program be the program that you're talking about? 
absolutely. So be looking for that, Gary and Ellis. It's coming. Yeah, and we are also actually it's it's a really cool program, and what we are also trying with redeveloping it is expanded to our different ranges, just like we do with with um, all the different ranges we have now, freediving, exa. Obviously, we can't we can't uh, do a limited trimix for for for, for scuba ranges, but. Um, <laughs> We are trying to develop it into different ranges. We've already started with, with mermaid. So um, that's definitely something. So the kids can actually explore all of it and then figure out what they like best or if they want to develop in all of it. Absolutely. And one, and one thing with the, with the ranges, also me, also being a kid that started very, very early scuba diving. Um, I think when you start, the earlier you start, the more like the, the sport like burns into your brain, if I can say it like that, the more you get stuck on it because it's something you take on so early. It's something you will continue wanting to do. And that's why I, I think- agree with you I, more. I, As a matter of fact, the, the quicker we get them in the water, I find that kids are really good in the water. And so the quicker we get them in the water, the more they're gonna wanna be, this is gonna be a part of their life. And as they grow up, they're gonna bring in other friends. And as they grow up and get married, they're gonna bring in their children. I mean, it's just gonna be a generational thing. Exactly. And it becomes that. Um, and that's why it's so important to get them. I mean, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm also the, the swim teacher in me, the swim teacher instructor in me speaking is get them in the water as soon as you can. The earlier Absolutely. you get them in, the more they will enjoy water, the easier it will be for you to, to like keep this fun, entertainment, entertaining sport for your if whole family. If we don't do the job of keeping everybody involved from an early age, we don't have a future business. So obviously this is super important to the future business. So scuba rangers, whatever that name is, will absolutely be part of our future. I have, I have uh, quite a few com uh, from Christo here, from Christo from Sodwana. He thinks that the ecology courses are the best thing since bubble gum. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he would love to get some more. Um, yeah. There's definitely well, a big, a big market for more. What do you think, Moikon? Yes. As a matter of fact, Christoph, I'll just simply tell you that when we started thinking about all the dry courses that could be done at home, obviously the ecology courses were the first thing that came up. And I will tell you that. Um, you know, we're seeing dive centers that are engaging people that are not even divers that are taking some of these programs. And that is also engaging them in wanting to become a diver. So they're offering this to the general public for them to be able to just to learn about what's going on. I'll give you an example of one dive center uh, in California. He simply invited everybody in the community to come in and do the shark ecology program. I think they had some 127 people show up for the program and it was a free night, literally just come and learn about sharks. And then at the end of the night, he simply asked everybody in the room, if you would like to become a shark ecologist and get the certification card, it costs you X dollars, whatever that X dollars was. And he got almost 70% of the people in the room to sign up for the course that night. So all I'll say is that, yes, we absolutely agree with you because we're educating people. And you know what's funny is, is that somebody just asked me about this on a call two days ago. And I'll just say that the more you educate people about the sea life and the environment that we actually do need to protect what we love, 
the more you educate them, the more they realize how fragile the coral reef is and that it is a living creature and it grows from those living uh, organisms inside the, the reef. And the more you educate them about turtles and the evolution of, of what happens during the whole turtle process of, of new babies and everything else that goes through that, that they that go through, you just you really do have a sense of fulfillment. Sharks. I don't know about everybody on the call, but for me, that's my favorite animal of all. And the only one I haven't dove with in the out in the open is a great white. Every other shark I've been in the water with and have to tell you, it's my the most incredible thing for me. I couldn't wait to take my children when they turned uh, 12 years old to the Bahamas just so that they could shark dive, you know. So all of my kids love sharks as well. We have a fear of certain things until we know that we can replace those fears and fantasies with correct information. And this is absolutely, no question, Christoph, the programs to do that with. And seeing the manta ray ecology program, I was blown away. Absolutely pumped so up much. and excited, you know? Um, being in Socorro with all the, what I call the flying nuns over your head, you know I mean? It just was, it's just, it's magical. That's all I'll say. And I personally, I mean, I, not, not sound crazy, but I, I thought I was surprised with how much information is packed into these courses. I personally do a lot of research and love to watch documentaries and all kinds of marine creatures and, and read a lot of, on them, but I still learned so much in these manuals that we got there. I was really, I was really so, well, it might sound weird, but I was really positively surprised. I imagined it to be good, but I didn't imagine them to be that good. <laughs> Great. That's <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> um, okay. I have uh, another question is, do you see any benefits in the, in the current situation? Like, is, is there anything, I know you're a glass half full kind of guy. Do you see anything good in this right now? Um, what I see is that it's made everybody step back and re-examine life. I mean, really has. Um, what's going to be important to them going forward in the future, um, whether it's family or whether it's um, truly spending the time that they should be spending on the things that they really want to do in their life. So do I see benefit? I absolutely do. Is it something that I feel like is um, going to immediately go away and we're going to have a V-shaped economy with a lot of pinned up, um, you know, demand? I believe all of those things are going to be part and parcel to what's going to take place. But um, in my humble opinion, it's going to make a lot of people realize I need to live life to the fullest and I need to enjoy the things that are most important to me. And all I can say is, is that if you talk to anybody about the ocean, their eyes light up and they all want to be a part of that. Whether it's just standing in the water and letting the waves crash over their legs or whether it's being a part of being underwater, they all want to be a part of that. So for me, I see some real um, uh, upside to this when this is all over because people will be rethinking their lives and not just going to work every day and working hard, but really taking the time to do the things that they want to do in their life. I fully agree. What do you think about the, the marine life coming out of this? 
because I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of what well, there's much less traffic to them. And we've seen all we've all of all of us have seen have seen these articles in Trieste of the dolphins jumping in the harbor and the the water in the channels in Venice getting cleared and things like that. What do you think the benefit for marine life will be? Well, I can tell you that living in Colorado, um, uh, animals are showing up in places that they've never shown up because they have no human pressure whatsoever. I believe that the reefs will be exactly the same way. I believe it'll be like uh, coming back home to a new condominium full of a bunch of fish is what I think it'll be like. And, and um, uh, the only thing that drives them away is the continuous activity of being on the reef and, and those bigger pelagics and some of the other fish, they move out into places where they don't see those people. They're there. We all know they're there. It's just that we don't get to see them. So I think there will be a return of a lot of fish on those reefs because there's been no pressure on those reefs whatsoever. So for me, uh, it'll be like jumping back in time and falling into the water and seeing schools of fish that maybe you haven't seen in some time. So yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure that at least a little bit of recovery is coming. Also, because I've heard, I've spoken to some friends all across the world and they say they're sitting at the beach, they're hating it because they can't go in the water. But sure. they've seen, they've seen uh, big animals, whales coming past that they wouldn't have seen uh, like in years, which is, which is really great. For me, it's all it's all about the um, the temperament of what's going to take place and the um, the speed at which we actually get back in the water, um, and that's all going to happen with time. <clears throat> Another question I have about the past and future of of diving: How do you how has the market in the U.S. changed in the last few many years? In the last uh, thirty to fifty years, how has yeah. the market developed there, and how is it? How how from your experience also, do you feel the market in the U.S. is different to other markets? Because because well, sometimes it, it it kind of feels like it, but yeah. that's from my point of view. But I don't know. Well, over the last five years, being the president of international business development for the company, I have traveled around the world. Um, I don't care whether it's Korea, whether it's South Africa, or whether it's Brazil, or whether it's Spain, or whether it's Italy, wherever it may be, what I find is dive centers are pretty much the same wherever you go. There are dive centers that are um, treated like a business, and there are dive centers that are hobbyists. And I think that's just the nature of the beast, if you will. Um, we get into it because we love it. And then we find out that once we get into it, there's also a business that we have to run and we have to make sure that we can take care of. Um, what do I see that's, that's uh, different in the United States? I believe that there's been a consolidation of dive stores in the United States simply because of the, the evolution of time. There was a time when there was a dive store on every corner. No longer is it that way. We probably are down to 50% of what we started with, you know, back in the um, late 80s and 90s. And that's a good thing because what was happening was that there was too much um, diversity, if you will, and, and too much dilution, if you will, in the marketplace. And there wasn't enough business to go around for everybody that was there. So now you're seeing more and more business people entering our sport. And they're building incredible facilities uh, with indoor pools. Yeah. And they're really focused on running a true business. Will that ever change that we don't have the smaller dive centers that are 
um, going to be in a, in a specific market? No, it'll always be that way because that is what diving is about. People absolutely love the sport. And so they want to get involved so that they can be a part of offering that to other people. And they have to learn on the way. One of the things that SSI has done is we created a program called Scuba University, where we could actually teach those dive centers how to run a successful business. And for that reason, we've been able to sustain over the years. So as far as I'm concerned, um, I don't see the, the industry as a um, here in the United States being any different. Um, and I don't see that the number of stores is growing like it did back in the 80s and 90s. But we're at a place where we are comfortable with the number of stores and the new stores that are being added are, in fact, true business people doing a great job. There's that also something something I've, I've seen that that the people that are entering now are entering in a semi saturated market, but they enter with a bit more business business minded and with a bit more business whiz very often. Right. Because um, because if you don't have that right now, it's very difficult to survive as a new dive center, I believe. Absolutely. No question about it. If you if you don't have that that business minded um, model, if you will, when you walk in, it's going to be difficult for you to compete. Yeah. And in the end, um, in my opinion, a dive center is never going to be like a get rich fast kind of thing. No. It's something that you do out of passion. You can make money with it. You can make good money with it. You can survive nicely with it, but it's not going to make you, well, there's very few people in the world that got rich through scuba diving, but well, rich in the pocket. Exactly. I would say we're all rich in the mind. Right. <laughs> I've been rich in my heart my whole life. I'm sure I could have done something that would have been uh, paid me a lot more money for with the education I have. But at the end of the day, I love what I do. And you'll never work a day in your life if you love what you do and you get up every morning. Correct. I have another question of Phil here. Do you think there can be anything more done about education on pollution and plastic awareness? Ah, yes, I do. Um, and, you know, one of the reasons that we did the whole uh, ecology uh, circuit, if you will, was simply to make people more aware. Um, Blue Ocean uh, that we, we launched uh, back um, in 2018. Um, I will just simply tell you our whole goal there was to create a free program, free to anybody that's out there for you to be able to invite the public into the training center and teach them all of these different um, chapters, if you will, of the Blue Oceans program. And plastics, obviously is one of those chapters in our materials. We will continue to evolve this program to where it will end up with six chapters so that we're continuing to support exactly what you're talking about. So for me, um, yes, um, we all have to do a better job of educating people and making them realize no matter how small it is, we all play a role. The example was when you talk about a straw, you know, and the fact that we've gotten people to pretty much outlaw straws here in, in Colorado, you come, you have to ask for a straw. You don't get a straw every time anymore. And most of those straws now are paper straws. And, um, and so we have to educate people, but we all have to do our part. And if you're not willing to do your part, then we can't change outcome. 
So that means that we also have to be responsible people that when we see other people doing things they should not be doing, then we just need to be kind, but we need to mention it to them that we could all do a better job. Are you going to change the entire world overnight? No. But have we done an amazing job, even as our tiny little industry? I have to say the answer is yes, and we will continue to do more. I fully agree. And the, the main thing here that we need to look out for is education, education, education. That's educate correct. the younger generation. It's really hard to re-educate an old, older generation to completely change their lifestyle. But educate the younger generation and change your own lifestyle. That, for me, is one of the most important things. For me, there's nothing more infuriating of, 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 like somebody talking about how bad plastic is while they sip out of a Starbucks cup with a, <laughs> with a straw. And, and like, that, that is, so you have to change yourself first and be a role model. Like in all things, like everything we do really, we have to be a role model. So Absolutely. I've changed my lifestyle. I've changed, I, I go to the supermarket with my own produce bags. I don't buy produce in plastic anymore as long as I can. I use shampoo bars and conditioner bars and soap bars because it's a super easy change that, Absolutely. that, that changes nothing in my routine, but takes away so much plastic. The little things, the little things that make a difference. Absolutely. And everybody, if everybody does a little thing, then that becomes a big thing around the world. So it's all about training in, inside first about how you want to change your life in order to change the outcome for the world. Um, Ed is asking, do you see the manufacturing companies cutting back on plastic? And I say, yes. I don't know if you, how much you know, but yeah. the manufacturers, I know Maris is doing a lot. Uh, fourth Element is probably the leader in all of this, but yeah, maybe you know a bit more. The, the answer is yes, Ed. I will just simply tell you that um, uh, we started an initiative with Mari's and I know that all the other major manufacturers being Scuba Pro and, and Aqualung are doing the same um, where we are absolutely not using plastic. We're using biodegradable bags and cardboard uh, headers for things that we actually have to have a header for to hang in the store because you can't just have a, an open product. We need to have some way to, to contain the product. But um, yes, I do believe that all the manufacturers are becoming mindful of what they need to do. And they're also demanding where this, this equipment is coming from, that they are using recyclable uh, uh, products, if you will, or packing, if you will, in order for those to be shipped to them. And so it's changing rapidly. I've, I've, I've been really, really um, pleasantly surprised to see what's happened. And I keep up with it because of my own dive stores. Now, I don't work in my dive stores, and I haven't for the last, what's this year? So this is uh, 27 years that I've not worked in my own dive stores. But I do keep up with them, and I know what's going on. And so I actually get to physically see that they're not using these plastics anymore. And that is one thing that's very beautiful about our industry. They can be very uh, harsh, <laughs> if, if I can say it like that. If, if somebody does something like as bad as plastic wrong as a dive center, if they don't recycle, if they don't follow the guidelines of removing, doing cleanups and all of these things, people were like, will actually choose not to go with them. They, people are re that really care about them. The divers care about the ocean, divers care. So if you don't follow the rules, divers will not come to you. That's, That's why sure. the industry has to change. 
that's for sure. Let's just hope other industries follow. Good. Okay, Brett, Brett needs a replacement card. Brett, please send the information you wrote here to info at diversi.com. <laughs> um, okay, I think that's pretty much it. I think we got most of the questions. Like I said, there might be some questions. We're just gonna go back into the comments um, after we're done here. So if there's no more questions, uh, do you have any closing words for us, Doug? I do. Um, I'll just simply say to everybody, thank you so very much for your time. Um, thank you for having a passion to want to be a part of this. And maybe even you've picked up a, a, a few things from this conversation uh, that you can actually do something with. And um, please go out and spread the word yourselves because, you know, this is all going to pass. We're all in this together. We just need to stay safe and healthy till we get to the other side. I do appreciate everybody being with us. Karina, thank you so very much for you and hosting this um, and all that you do for SSI. Thank you very much. And I wanna thank you for coming and taking the time out of your Sunday morning. I know it's Sunday, I mean, <laughs> it's not- Okay, just another day. <laughs> Christo, just, Christo just put it in nice words, we are SSI. Exactly. So, we are, remember the we, hashtag. <laughs> we are SSI without without question, Christoph. And I'll just simply say to all of you, um, stay safe, stay healthy, and I will see you somewhere in the world, I promise. <laughs>